Hi, my name is Cooper Jones, and you're listening to Monarchist Basketball Show. I'm Aaron. And I'm Mike. And you're listening to the Monarchist Basketball Show. Tonight, we've got six foot, 170 pound guard from Waldorf, Maryland, Devin Caesar. Devin, welcome to the world's best and only ODU podcast. Uh, yes, sir. Thank you for having me. Oh, we're blessed to have you, Dev. So obviously you came here from Buffalo. Can you talk to us about that decision to transfer and what made you pick Old Dominion? Well, it was a coaching change at Buffalo and it was a it's a coach on the staff named Jordan Brooks that I was very familiar with in high school. He offered me when he was at Southeastern Louisiana, like during my come up and stuff. And he, he reached out and it was almost a no brainer being with location and, and then, um, you know, the history that Coach Jones had. So it was, it was almost a no-brainer with uh, my decision. I did it within, like, the two weeks I was home after the coaching change at Buffalo. So I was pretty much in during March, you know what I'm saying, coming out of Old Dominion. All right, so obviously you've had a chance to play in two different programs. You know, things are different, environment's different, coaching styles are different, styles of play are different. What's the biggest difference in coming from Buffalo to being a Monarch? Um, I'll say last year we were more, like, we were more offensive-oriented. Like, we were more offensive-oriented and, like, defense wasn't really like a like it was it was it was important that's that's what kind of slowed me down from getting on the floor last year but we were more like a we're going we're going to wave people out we're going to isolate and we're going to just use our guards to the best of our ability similar to old dominion but when i got to old dominion me and coach jones had a uh, he had to sit down with me and basically let me know that if i didn't learn how to play defense the way he wants me to play defense i was not going to play at all this year so i think that was like the big difference and we definitely worked like no disrespect to the program last year, but we, we worked uh, like we worked 10 times harder. We had to come in for 6 a.m. runs. We had to do ladders and stuff like that. So it was, it was definitely more like that was the bigger adjustment. Like we really put the work in here at Old Dominion. So that was like a big, a big jump for me. All right, Dev. So, I mean, you're pretty early on in your basketball career for college. What have you kind of identified as things you want to get better at? And how do you think that's progressing? One thing, one thing I wanted to like really work on because what was holding me back last year was my defense. So I really wanted to improve my defense uh, for this season and um, really just um, like I know I know I could score the ball at a um, I know I could score the ball pretty easy, but I know that I wanted to work on being more efficient. If I'm going to take a lot of shots, being able to hit shots while I'm taking more shots and um, starting to get my teammates involved and like while turning down shots that I know that like sometimes I take bad shots and I know that if I turn those down, I could get somebody else to open look. Cause if they're keying in on me, so I understand that like that's something I need to work on for like later on in my career. Cause um, like it's 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 always good to have one or two people going, but if you got the whole team going, like it's it's hard to slow down multiple people versus just two people. So one or two people. So like that's that's how I look at it. Like that's what I want to get better at. All right, so let's circle back to that defense thing. Cause when you you talked about that conversation you had with Coach mm-hmm. Jones, I know that is all a hundred percent true. And how you and how you said it that. It, and I get this picture. I can just picture Coach Jones just saying, "Look, Devin, if you don't learn to play defense, you are not going to see yeah. the this year at all." So let's talk about that a little bit um, of coming to Old Dominion and defense being more of a focus. Like, what what are some of those kind of fundamental defensive coaching things that you're hearing from the the, the coaches to kind of build that foundation of a strong defense? Uh, well, yeah. So. Uh... Coach Jones, whenever he did, whenever he did, had a conversation, you know, he just put his his hand on my shoulder and just and gave it to me, just as as straight as possible. Like honestly, like he just kept it, he kept it a stack with me, and I and I forever respect him for that. But like one thing he wanted me to work on was like 
I, he understood that like I'm fast and like people are not gonna like beat me off the first move. But like once they did make that that initial move, I sometimes would die on the play and I wouldn't try to cut them off and like make a second effort. And he said that well, if you're the fastest person in the gym, I don't see why you're not doing that. And that was a thing that like he kind of emphasized like standing your ground after the first move is made and getting to the outside hand. So that you can make them make another move and then you may turn them over or you'll have help come for you. So like it was just them them type of things, you know. And um and then like he understood that I was a smaller guard and like I kind of played like just back a little bit without my hands for real and like not being hands. He wanted me to be more handsy, put my hands in the play and stuff like that, and, and try to get deflections and stuff like that. So that's something that uh it's open. That's stuff that he uh that's the type of stuff he wanted me to work on on the defensive end. All right, Dev. So you talking about your speed. It's clear as day how fast you are. Uh, we see it in fast yes, breaks. We see it when you beat your guy off the dribble. But uh, <laughs> you talked about wanting to distribute better and getting your teammates more involved. How hard is that for a guy who's got kind of the scoring mindset to kind of pick their head up and look for their teammates? Yeah, it, it, it's, it's pretty hard because, like, my entire life I was always, like, my, well, actually my entire basketball career, I was always asked to score the ball and like because I could always shoot and from a very young age. So, Whenever, whenever, like, I was in high school, my senior year, like, that was what I was asked to do. So I was more, like, not classified as a point guard. I was a combo guard, like, on, like, the, you know what I'm saying, recruiting services and stuff. So that's just kind of what my, my mind was wired to do. So coming to college, I knew that, like, if I wanted to go pro, I've had to, I had to figure out how to, like, you know what I'm saying, come off ball screens, find a role, man, be able to find people popping up from the top and shaping up, like, Bryce for threes and stuff like that. So... Like, that's something that I, I, like, we have certain plays that require me to do that, and, and it's like I have to fight the urge from breaking off the play and going to score versus waiting for waiting for the play to completely develop and, and hitting the shooters for the shot. So it's, it's, like, there's plays that allow me to, to develop into that, being a passer, but definitely on my own I need to start, like, being more cognizant of, like, all right, I know that I've taken a couple and they're not dropping. Let me, let me look to get somebody else involved because maybe they got it going and it may not be me. So, you know, instead of trying to just make sure I get going. So, yeah, that, that right there. All right, so recently your role has increased. You guys have had some changes on the squad. Mm -hmm. And um, the amount of time that you're playing and kind of who you're playing with has changed a little bit. Early in the season when we were talking with Coach Jones, uh, it was anticipated that you wouldn't be on the floor a lot with Chauncey, Mm -hmm. that you guys would be on the floor at different times. But obviously that's changed a little bit. Talk about playing with Chauncey and how you guys are – you guys both like to get to the rim. You guys both are quick off the dribble. How do you compliment him, and how do you get him involved? Chauncey's been in my ear the whole season. Like, that's my roommate on the road. So, like, he's been giving me, like, pointers and, like, just giving me tips on, like, because he, he, he kind of went through something similar I was going through my sophomore year, his sophomore year. So, like, he was just giving me points, like, Dev, like, you, you're doing good for a sophomore. Like, every time you go in the game, just keep making the most of the opportunities. Like, at some point, you'll break through. Just just trust me. Like, everything, everything will work out in the end. And, um... But like we we've had like over the over like the course of like the preseason we had some very competitive battles like it was days he got me you know what I'm saying it was days I was going at him and it was just like very competitive and fun so I always knew that like if I could compete against you I could play with you and just it's just like I know that he's a dog so when we go out there we kind of have similar play styles but we kind of play off each other and he and he has more of a point guard mindset than me so like he doesn't mind being off the ball and let like let me get some plays and then you know what I'm saying coach coach KD will call some plays for him so it's like he kind of like balances enough so like we both get enough touches in you know what I'm saying sometimes we both shoot shots that we don't agree with but we know that it's more shots that we'll hit than shots that we shoot that we don't agree with so I know that it's just it's just a good healthy balance between both of us being in the backcourt together and then me and Emo we always played 
together in uh in preseason and stuff because we was both coming uh we were both in this in the second group so like i already got that familiarity playing with him so it's just it's really easy playing with emo because you know he's passed first and he's always looking to distribute so you you get easier shots playing with uh emo but me and chauncey like it's it's it's, it's like a more high, high octane so yeah it's cool i appreciate that shout out of emo because he will be our second guest tonight um mm-hmm. yeah all right so let's go back how how old were you when you first started playing, and were you playing other sports, or was it always just hoops? I played basketball, football growing up, and my parents uh, put me in soccer for like one year, but it didn't work out. I was just running around, just trying to kick the ball as far as I could to chase it, but I didn't. I didn't really have too many good skills in that. But football was really my strong suit at first. I played running back. My dad was the coach, so he uh he made sure I was taken care of. But I really found a love for basketball around sixth grade. But I played I played since I was like four, but I didn't really take it serious until middle school. And then it's just been on from there. Just it's just been it's just been too much fun. I can't put it down. All right. So I have to add a follow up here. So we've been asking everybody this. How old were you mm-hmm. when you first dunked? And uh, uh, was, when was your first in game dunk? And what was that reaction oh, like? Oh, I got a story for you. Uh I was actually fourteen when I first dunked. It was a it was a lob. It was my freshman year. But I was the age I was it was before I had reclass, so like I was just super young. And it was just it was just a cool time. I had really long arms, and I was probably like five eight. But my first in game dunk was the next year after that. I was fifteen, and it was actually a poster. It was at St. John's High School in D.C. I caught a body, my first in game dunk, and it was just crazy. Like I don't know, my dad was just super hyped, and ever since then he was just like, "You need to dunk everything." Until you know, I started getting tired legs, and it kind of slowed down to college. But all through high school, like that from then on, I knew that if I could catch a dunk, my first if I could catch a body on my first in game dunk. I could do it. I could just dunk anything now. And that was just my mentality going going there on forward. All right. So you mentioned your dad. Mike and I had the pleasure of meeting him uh, a few games mm-hmm. ago at home when they when we had the, the Pride of ODU event. And he was a cool guy to talk to and can tell how much he loves you and he really enjoys watching mm-hmm. you play. But Mike and I think that your dad has got about the coolest name <laughs> out there. Like I oh the movie star name, rock star name, uh, you know, uh yeah, talk about your dad a little bit and and uh, obviously he, you said he was his, your football mm-hmm. coach, but how how has he kind of uh you know been influential in your life? Oh uh, well yeah, I'm uh I'm my dad's only son. He has two daughters, I have an older sister and a little sister. So like me and him just like we have like a very, very strong relationship, like when I was younger, I didn't, I didn't, I never understood why he was so hard on me. But like now that I'm older, I'm 20 now. Like I see everything he did for me is like it, it was purposeful growing up. And um, like I know that, like I know that he's always got my back and he's always supportive. So like if y'all were to come to away games, y'all would see he doesn't miss any away games. He travels like he's on the team. Like he's just, he's just very supportive. And like you always, you you could always count on my dad to like you know what I'm saying always be behind me. So like I feel like that's just that's just a it's just a blessing to have and. He gives me he gives me the good and he gives me the bad, but at the end of the day, I know that he's coming from a good place. And no, he didn't play any sports. Well, he played he wrestled growing up, but he didn't play basketball. He didn't play football. He learned the game as I learned the game. So like, I feel like that's where we share our bond. Like, he took me to Gilbert Arena. He took me to the Wizards game when they had Gilbert Arenas, Andre Blatch, Javale McGee, Nick Young when they were all so. You know what I'm saying Nick Young was young. So like, it was just like he just kind of molded me into this what I am today. And I just know that he's behind me 100. percent So yeah, I I appreciate my pops for real. All right, shout out to Sig Caesar, but also gonna shout out moms because we met your mom as well, and she's lovely. Mm-hmm. So uh, shout out to your mom because obviously your dad couldn't be this supportive if she wasn't supportive of this as well. Oh yeah, hundred percent. That's my ace too. You know, she 
she we got a different type of relationship. It ain't all just sports. Me and my pops, you know, we we relate on the sports on the sports aspects. You know, mom, she she does everything from like banking to you know making sure that I'm, my well being is good. So you know, it, it's definitely a, it takes a village to raise raise a kid, and I definitely got a good village behind me. And it, and it doesn't and it goes and it goes past just my parents, it's aunts, uncles, cousins. Like I just got a I have a very good support system behind me, and it's just it's easy to just keep going whenever you got a lot of positivity in your corner, even when things aren't going good. So. I'm appreciative. I'm appreciative of everybody. All right. So we always ask fun questions, mm-hmm. but we're going to do some of that right now. Mike, are you ready for those fun questions? Awesome. All right. I'm going to start us off food-wise. I'm going to ask you a two-parter. Mm-hmm. The first one is you're going out with a couple of the guys. You want to get a bite to eat. Where's your favorite place to eat in the 757? That's mm-hmm. part one. Part two is if you, know, if you – we're taking me and Mike back home. What's the restaurant that you're going to take us to and t- tell us about it? Uh, and in Norfolk, the place that I'll go, i say that I go a lot is um, America's Best because that's like the closest thing to like chicken wings and fries at home because they, the, they got the good old mumbo sauce. That's what I'm really familiar with. So I, I do that. And if you guys were to come home, I wouldn't take you guys to anything like chicken and fries. I'll take out a place called Uncle Julio's. It's, it's very exquisite. Um fajitas like i i, I kind of like dibbling a dad with mexican food so uncle julio's is a good spot to go get you some fajitas and they bring them out on a sizzling pan too so it's the full experience well, i'm glad to hear you shout out dc mumbo sauce because i mean we don't hear it that often on this show but it hits <laughs> yeah right. it, it's crazy with the fries all right favorite basketball movie i say thunderstruck oh, is that the kevin durant one yeah, it was the Kevin Durant one when the dude oh, took his powers. Yeah, it's, it's good to hear that because almost all of your teammates have said like Mike. I feel like I feel like that's just like I feel. I mean, I respect it. It's just you know I'm a Maryland kid and I I, I rock with all my Maryland guys: Jordan Hawkins, Kevin Durant, or Jeff Green. You name it, I'm, I'm Maryland out. So that's that's my favorite movie, Thunderstruck. That's good to hear. I last uh, last podcast we got it. I, a new one that I hadn't seen called Amateur. I don't know if you've mm-hmm. seen that one. It's on Netflix. I watched that yesterday, Mike, with Lisa. It's actually pretty good. I can't remember. Can't remember who gave that one to us though. That was Danny. It was Pounds. one of the ones last week. Danny that Pounds. was pretty. Well, that was Danny. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty good. Now I might, got, I might gotta look into that one. Uh, yeah, it's it's pretty good. All right, you mentioned playing football growing sure. up as running back. Uh, what kind of running back were you? Now you're not a huge bruising kind of guy, but talk to us a little bit, a little bit about that and how long you played. Uh, well, I played. I played from about. I was in first grade, so I was five. I played from five to about eleven, and then that's when I realized the, the boys was getting too big, and I needed to go play basketball. But uh, I was never the. I was never the type to try to run you over. I was definitely stepping out of bounds when it was. I was never afraid of contact, but like I just wasn't trying to indulge in all that. I tried to use my speed to get around you. And that was just that was just about it. Like I was trying to basically go into the end zone untouched as much as possible. They called that a business decision. Yeah, most definitely. Who's your favorite running back in the NFL? Uh, I'm not really too familiar with the NFL right now. Like I, I've been kind of heavy on uh, NFL. I mean, on NBA now that I'm uh, older and stuff. But growing up, I was heavy on like Marion Barber. Like I'm a Dallas fan, so I was like Marion Barber. Uh, dang, uh, I forget who was after him. It was it was so many. Then uh, Zeke Zeke Elliott and stuff like that. So. Uh, just them, just, just all Dallas running backs, pretty much. I don't really have a favorite running back. All right. If you had to pick an NBA player to go one-on-one with, who would you pick 
And are you beating them? All right, look, this is a big discussion in this locker room right now. Giannis's brother, I would want to play him one-on-one, and yes, I believe I could beat him. If we play three dribbles, I feel like I could beat him. And if I get ball first, I definitely think I could beat him. I, I, that's all. That's all. That's about it. And you can steal his spot on the end of the bench too, right? I don't know if I could do all that cheering because, you know, hoopers want to hoop. But, yeah, definitely if they paying that cheese, I'll definitely do what he do. You know, just come in, spot time. Just who? So, do you believe that rumor that that last coach got fired because he wanted to get rid of Thanasis? Actually, I I think it is some some probably some truth to that because um they were like top three in the East and that's kind of weird for a coach to get fired in the middle of the year and then the way Giannis has been acting like you never see that from him so I don't know it's just it might be some truth to that I don't know yeah all right so this is the question Mike asked his dunk question I asked my music question I'm not hip like Mike. I don't know music well like mm-hmm. Mike. I just know like old, old dad kind of music. But I always get a music suggestion from you guys when I have on the show. Uh, today was cardio. Tomorrow is a heavy lift. So I need you to tell me what I need to plug into Spotify for my lift tomorrow to get me hype. I say you go. You probably heard this a lot. You could go young boy. You go NBA young boy. You got a you got a yep. plethora of songs. You and Chauncey, you and Chauncey <laughs> on the road, man. I don't even know what's coming out of that room. <laughs> definitely young boy. Yeah, definitely young boy. Yeah, we told Aaron sure. to pre-order his Black Air Forces so he can really do his workout right. Oh no, nah, I want to see something. I got you all right quick. <laughs> see, you got the right person, man. You got to keep you some Black Forces on deck, you know. <laughs> oh, let's go. <laughs> you got to get you a pair, man. All right, favorite spot on campus? P. Franks. What do you get at P. Franks? Uh, you don't, I'm assuming you don't get the Caesar salad like Coach Jones. Oh, uh, no, 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 no. We don't do salad here. I mean, not not right now, at least. I'm going to get um two two cheeseburgers plain. I might throw bacon on them, and I'm going to get half tater tots light seasoning with a large pink lemonade. That is very specific. I know that you are a frequent flyer Oh, yes, there. yes, yes. Sometimes before practice. Oh, how do you do that? I mean, I go an hour early every day for practice, so I'll eat my food in the locker room, and then, like, I'll work out before practice. So, like, but I don't go crazy in practice, so, like, my food most likely will be done digesting by the time, because we watch film, too, so, like, we really don't get on the court practice until, like, 20 minutes until, so, like, it's really, like, it's like an hour and 20 for the food to digest, so I'm pretty good. We saw Dorico in there one game eating before the game, and we're like, what? That is a wild-ass move. Yeah, you know, we're young, man. It'll catch up with us when we get older, but you, you got to enjoy life as, as much as you can while you're young. All right. So uh, we really appreciate you joining us tonight. I'm going to give you our last question, and uh, but really do thank you for joining us. Uh, what is your top personal goal and team goal for this year? And what will it take for for all of that to happen? Um, well, first, uh, team goals. I just want to finish as strong as possible. With the, uh, with the, I think it's like seven or eight games we have leading up to conference play and try to get as hot as possible. And I know that um, for that to happen, we just need to keep sticking together. I know we played three really good uh, halves this past weekend. I know we kind of dropped the ball in the last half versus JMU, but we've been playing some really decent basketball lately. So I know that if we just keep practicing and just keep gelling on and off the court, I feel like if everything every, – if we do all of that, then – I feel like we got a really good chance being a low seed and making a making a Cinderella run in the, in the Sun Belt tournament. I feel like that's a really good possibility. And personal goals, um, I'm my personal goal for the year is already complete. Now that I'm playing, like honestly, like that was just I just wanted to break through and play. I knew that I could always 
produce if I was to get get the opportunity like in the little bit of, little bit of opportunities I've been getting this season I've been trying to be as productive as possible so now that I'm you know, my my role has increased I feel like now everything has just been complete for our personal goals and now it's just about just trying to get as hot as possible whether that's me scoring a lot of points me defending whatever it takes just trying to get as hot as possible because I know that in, in in the conference tournament it's some teams that actually have stuff to lose we really have nothing to lose going forward so I feel like if we play with that chip on our shoulder, anything is possible. Well, Deb, thanks again for joining us. We appreciate it. Monarch Nation, stick with us after the break. Emo Essien is going to be on the show. Dev, we'll talk to you yes, soon. Sir. And go Monarch. Go Monarchs. Appreciate you. Monarch Nation, we are back with the pride of Wiley, Texas, six-foot point guard, Emo Essien. Welcome to the show, Emo. Thanks for having me, man. All right, Emo. This is year three at ODU for you. At the beginning of the season, what was your goal for this year, and how's that coming along? I think my goal ultimately uh, was the same as it is. It's been freshman year um, to win as many games as I can and uh, go to the NCAA tournament. Um and, you know, to expand on what we did last year, uh, that was my goal. Now, is there anything over the summer you say, I want to take this one piece of my game to the next level? Is there one particular thing that you put a little extra focus on to, to say, just ratchet it up? I would say two things. Uh, shooting ability from uh, the three-point range. And then um, my leadership. Uh, you know, I've always had you know, leadership qualities. Um, but, you know, this is kind of the next level. You know, um, at the time I was 18, 19, you know, trying to be a leader towards, you know, 23, 24-year-old men. And, um, you know, that could be a challenge. So I was really, you know, looking forward to that challenge and, and, and better myself as a leader. All right, Mo. So leadership, it's a big part of the point guard position. Uh, I'd be interested in hearing what you think the hardest part about playing point guard at college is? That's a great question. Man, I got great questions early. Oh, man. Uh, I would say keeping your poise. You're, you know, the head of the, the head of the snake and guys that hold you to high regards, you know, they look at you with a lot of respect. Like, for instance, we were just at Marshall. We were just at JMU. Um, when you go to those type of hostile environments, um, you have to keep your composure. You know what I'm saying? You have to stay poised in the moment. So that's definitely a, a, a tough tough task that not a, not many people can do. All right, Emo. So you talk about leadership. It's it's clear that it's something that's important to you. Recently, there have been some, some changes in the program, and you're being put in a position where that leadership is coming through. And over the last few games, kind of seeing the play on the court be a, a little bit different. Um, so we had Dev on in the first half and he talked about that it was it's easy to play with you because you're such a good facilitator and you look to get people involved talk to us about you know getting back on the floor with greater minutes and kind of taking what the vision of the coaches are and what's going on and trying to orchestrate that i mean you know i do what i can for my team um and whatever that is at that moment whatever they need um that's that's i i think that that's my role that's who i am um, that's who I've been and that's how I continue to be. Uh, you know, I pride myself on being unselfish and, and really, um, 
you know, tending to the needs of my teammates. And I think that that's why I love basketball so much because it's it's a group effort. Um, and and I think that, you know, seeing my teammates succeed, seeing them get better and stuff like that, that those things make, you know I mean, make me happy. So, you know, as long as I'm out there, you know, there's guys that are more athletic, there's guys that can shoot better and all that type of stuff. Their job is to be athletic and shoot. So I'm going to make sure that they do their job at the best of their ability. All right, Emo, this is a little bit off off kilter here, but last week we asked Danny who the best-dressed monarch was. And he says it's probably a tie between you and him. So <laughs> what is your answer to that question? And secondly, who is the worst-dressed monarch? Just because he was, he was so nice, uh, I'll, I'll say the same answer. It's a tie between me and him. Um. Uh, I can't say the worst dress. I can't do that. <laughs> That's tough. Well, Danny gave his opinion. Who who did he say? I, I, who did he say? Uh, I'm not gonna say the name. I'm gonna I'm gonna describe the dress, and you tell me who the player is. Oh. We'll wear a beanie with everything. <laughs> and it <laughs> doesn't <laughs> matter how it. <laughs> Leroy. <laughs> Leroy. Uh. I'm not going to say he's the worst dressed, but he's definitely top top two, top three. Top three worst, yeah. Yeah. That's my answer. That's a point guard answer. You're yeah, not it, throwing anyone under the bus. My uh, point, exactly. Exactly. Now, now, Danny said that his type of style, though, is that he's a shoes-first kind of guy. So the shoes are the, the focus of the dress, and everything else is an accessory to the shoe. I think that's kind of like buying – a suit to match your socks, but how do you do it? See, I can't give y'all all the, you know, I can't give y'all all the, you know, but I will say that I definitely, I, I don't keep it consistent like every time. So say I have a pair of shoes that I just got and I really like these shoes and I want to wear them somewhere. Of course, I'm going to start with the, those shoes, right? But I could also look online and see a sweater I like and be like, you know what? I want to do something with this sweater. So I, I start, you know, different different ways. I can start with the pants, the the shirt, the shoes. Um, but I wear a lot of hats too. So I, I'm, I'm a hat guy. Um, so I also throw my hats in there too. It it can get a little tricky, you know what I'm saying? But when you when you when you're the best dressed guy, you know, it's supposed to be a little tricky. All right. So you, you you talk about hats. Are we talking fitteds or? A variety of hats. I'm not a. I'm not like Leroy. I don't really do beanies. Um, I'm not a beanie guy. Uh, but I like you know fitted trucker hats. Um, mainly trucker hats. I love trucker hats. Uh, but I can wear. I I can. I haven't worn them in a long time. But I can get back in the you know bucket hats. You know. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. hats hats definitely do it for me. All right, emo. So. Obviously, you've been you, you've been around the league for a little while. Um, what would you say that it may have happened last year before we talked, or it may have happened since then? But your biggest surprise, your biggest surprise with regards to playing basketball in the Sun Belt with that transition to that league? I would say how competitive it is. Uh, it's very competitive. It's it's grimy. Um, it's gritty. Uh, you know, it takes an extreme amount of effort. It doesn't matter who you're playing, what their record is. Um, they scout really well. Like, you can tell, like, it's important to every team. Um, and, you know, we we, we were in the Conference, Conference USA, 
at first. And, you know, you heard the stories and rumors about, you know, oh, we're going down. Sunbelt isn't as good as Congress would say. But, I mean, as soon as we got in, it felt like we were throwing a fire. I mean, those those guys, they a lot of them, a lot of the teams pick up full court, guards you full court. Um, a lot of those teams do a lot of, you know, aggressive trapping and um, play really fast. So it's a it's a very, very, very gritty league. It takes an extreme amount of effort to win. All right. And we know the officiating plays a part in that because the difference between how games were officiated in Conference USA and in the Sun Belt is huge. How has that been for you to adapt to? I really I try not to get in get into that battle with the refs. Um, my game isn't predicated on what refs are going to call and stuff like that. You know, I got to play no matter what. Um, so I really don't pay too much attention to it um, unless it's, you know, like glaring. But I will say that, you know, things things do get played out a little more in, in, in the Sunbelt Conference. Um, I think that those refs are, um, I would say, used to. Uh, used to kind of like you know the physicality and 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 the, the the competitiveness of it and you know they kind of they kind of you know call the game towards that uh, but I wouldn't say that it's something that I would I go into the game thinking about anything like that. All right, so we talked last time and we always ask about food. Is there is there a new spot, any spot in the last year that you've come across in a seven five seven that's kind of one of your new more favorite restaurants? Oh yeah, uh, Sushi King. Um, I actually, I don't, I didn't like sushi about like a year ago, uh, maybe like I would say like half a year ago. I didn't, I didn't like sushi. Um, but I would say now I'm a, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of sushi, and Sushi King is definitely, definitely high quality sushi. All you can eat. Who got you? Who got you to sushi? Since you weren't a fan, someone, someone must have. Said, hey, let's go get sushi. And you were like, oh, okay, we'll do it. And then you're like, what? My girlfriend. Yeah, she. she oh, that'll. Uh, yeah, she. Because I was like, no, I'm good. I don't want sushi. But she kept, you know what I'm saying? Bring it up, bring it up. She likes sushi. So I was like, you know what? Let's go try it. So I went and I've been a fan ever since. Yeah, it's a good spot, especially for a college kid. Because uh, that all you can eat deal is pretty awesome. Exactly. Not too expensive, you know. I took my parents there when they came down here. Speaking to your parents, they're at almost they're at pretty much every game. Talk to us about your parents and their love for you and their support for you. I mean, man, it's been the same. It's been consistent since as long as I can remember. Um, and I appreciate them, uh, especially basketball wise, because it wasn't forced on me. You know, my brother played, um, and it was around me, and then I liked it. I gravitated towards it, and I played it, and. And they just, you know, they were with me with it, you know. And once they saw that, okay, I really love this and I, um, I, I'm I'm talented, you know, I have a gift, that's when they found me the best resources and got me a trainer and stuff like that. But it was always fun. Like, you know what I mean? They they kept it fun for me. Um, it was never a job growing up. Um, and and that goes with anything, man. They they really supported me and just just loved me. And um and I, you know. My parents did a phenomenal job. Um, the the standard that they set in our household, um, the love that they have for one another, the, that you know, it was contagious to the rest of my family. Um, and and you still see that to this to this day. Uh, my father, um, he texts me out of the blue all the time, just 
son, I'm 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 proud of you. You know what I mean? And like, you know, my mom, hey son, I'm thinking about you, love you. You know, I talk to her every day. Um and, and that goes a long way, man. And 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 I think that the job that they did and the the standard that they set, it it is a foundation of who I am, you know what I mean, how I treat people to this day. Um and and I look at them as an example of, you know, being the best version of myself. Uh and Everybody who knows me back home, you know, I mean, everybody knows basketball. Emo is a basketball player, but they will also tell you that he's a high character person. And um, I give all that credit to my parents. That's awesome. All right. If for some reason you woke up tomorrow and you weren't on the ODU basketball team, but you were a student ODU and you're obviously a great athlete, but you had the ticket to choose any other sport on campus that you'd be on that team, which team would it be? And tell us a little bit about that. I'm going to have to say football. You know, I was pretty good growing up. So I just go with football. All right. What positions you play? I mean, Devin talked about how he was a speedy running back, but Mike liked to tell him that he made business decisions. You know, he wasn't going to mm-hmm. take any unnecessary hits because he knew how big he was. That's how, that's Were you I, that I, kind I, of guy too? Most definitely. Most definitely. So I play, I play everything like, you know, like peewee football. I play running back, quarterback, all that type of stuff. But then I got to middle school and I really stuck with a receiver and cornerback. And I like to play defense. I like to hit, but I didn't like getting hit. So like I was – Top two best players, you know what I'm saying, on both sides of the ball in middle school on my team, seventh and eighth grade. But the coaches had like a joke around that, like, I ain't like contact, I ain't like get hit. I said, I like to hit, but I just don't like getting hit. You know what I'm saying? So on, on defense, I initiate contact, hit, but on offense, I just always had this like mindset of like, I think it's so dumb that I'ma just allow you to come hit me. Like I I didn't, I didn't like, you know what I'm saying? So I would catch the ball and I would run out of bounds. Or I would catch the ball and I would run as far as I can. I just, you know what I'm saying, just stop, get to the ground. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not about to get hit by three different dudes from different angles and stuff like that. It was just too much for me. But I would hit, but I, I didn't like getting hit. That was, that was my motive. Yeah, that's something that drives a lot of people away from football, getting hit. Yeah. Then I got then I got to the high school and – you know, coaches was trying to get me to play and all that type of stuff. But in, in Texas, they take football too serious. You know, guys taking supplements to get bigger and all this. And I'm I'm like a buck 40 and everybody else huge, lifting every day. And I'm like, man, I'll just stick to basketball. I'm good at basketball. I'll just put the ball in the hoop. Well, you clearly made the right choice given where you're at. <laughs> we asked you this last year, but I'm wondering if it's changed at all. Favorite basketball movie? Love and basketball. That's what I said. Did I say love and basketball last year? I think I think you did actually because yeah. we told you that Delisha was in it. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's my yeah, that's my favorite. Yeah. So I told that's Danny this, but you got a girl now. They are showing mm-hmm. love and basketball on campus soon. For real? Yeah. So I maybe check yeah. your calendar. Oh make sure it's when you're in town. But good opportunity to take your girl to your favorite movie. I might gotta check that out. Yeah, I appreciate that. All right, so who's your favorite point guard of all time? My favorite point guard of all time, um, Chris Paul. Uh, I would say Chris Paul, and then like a runner-up, a lot of people wouldn't expect, or for me they would, but just like you don't hear this a lot, but Ricky Rubio um, was 
I would say my number two after Chris Paul. Talk to us a little bit about why. Their particular characteristic that those guys have? Yeah, like Chris Paul, you know, he I think that throughout his career, everywhere he went, um, he kinda turned the turned the, the, the franchise, the organization up a few notches. Um and he's, you know, that that typical that 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 typical point guard, like that, you know what I mean? That old school just he's a good point guard. You know what I mean? He leads the team in assists. He finds guys where he needs to find them. He can get to his mid-range and score. Um, smaller guy. I've always been a fan of, you know, being myself, playing in a taller guy sport, being being myself, you know. I've always appreciated the smaller guards, you know, because um, now you're seeing guys like Ben Simmons who are almost seven foot playing point guard. So guys like that who can still impact the game at their size, um, you know, being able to, finish over seven footers and uh, being able to be a leader on the court, extension of the coach, um, doing all the little things that separates yourself. Um, and I definitely saw that from Chris Paul from, you know, I mean, when he was, when he first came in um, and then Ricky Rubio, man, like just, I think that like you're in the NBA and you're, your biggest attribute is to pass the ball. Like that's just beautiful to me. Um, at that level, guys are super talented scoring. I'm he can like I'm pretty sure he 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 can score the ball, which we've seen a few times. But I think that to to love getting your teammates involved, love making them better, passing the ball like he does, um, it was it was incredible to watch. All right, I, I'm surprised you didn't say the guy right behind you. Who AI? Yeah. Nah. I look at him as like a shooting guard, though. Yeah, but I mean, he 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 was always he's always had the ball in his hands. He was running point. He just he was that, that scoring point. I was yeah. I'm not an AI guy. I I like his game though. Like get a bucket, but for me, like if I would have to say somebody that I like, I would like to you know play like um, similar to um, AI wouldn't be one of them guys. And he's stepping over in that photo. A prototypical point guard in Tyron Lue. Yeah, yeah, but I ain't gonna lie, Tyron Lue, he, he can't be on my list just because of that that picture. <laughs> like that's that's a little crazy. Yeah, that's a little crazy. All right. Hopefully he don't see this. So we asked this question last year. We've only asked it once this year, but we asked Dev. So if you had to pick out an NBA player to play one on one, who are you picking, mm-hmm. and are you winning? I'm going to have to go with my guy, Tyrese Maxey. Um, you know, we trained together and stuff like that when I was growing up. Um, he was, like, the first example that I had of, like, really making it basketball-wise. Like, you know what I mean? Being from the area, um, ton of respect for him. And we actually had played a couple times. It didn't go too well for me. But uh, I'm a little older now, you know, so I like to run that back. You know, I like to run that back and see where – See, see, see the um, improvements I can make. But shout out to him, though. He's an all star this year. Dude is hooping. All right, Emo. So, in my time in the Navy, I had the, the privilege of being able to visit a lot of different countries around the world. Made me appreciate this country, you know, even more so bef- before I had a chance to get out. Um, if you had the chance to play professionally overseas, is there one particular country? That would be really you know, something that you've kind of either dreamed about spending time in one of those places or, you know, maybe have 
popped on the radar at some point. I would say Italy. I've never been to nothing like that, but everything you see of, of, of Italy is always like so beautiful. Like everything just looks. I don't know if they do a good job selling it or whatever, but it just always looks really nice. Um, I love the food, love Italian food. Uh, it just it looks it looks great. Um, and also, you know, or Nigeria, you know, being Nigerian to go back home, um, you know, where I originate, that would, that'd be pretty cool. Uh, only I've been there once, so to actually live there and have a you know livelihood there would be different. All right, Italy is beautiful. There are parts of it that are embellished in media. But if you go, make sure you bring your own seasoning that you like. Because in Europe, they don't season food. In Europe, they just don't season food the same way we do in in America. Yeah, no, nah, that, that's that's true. Because when I when I went to Nigeria, my sophomore year of high school, we had a layover in London. So I had, we had some food there, and it was like no seasoning in there. Like you could, it was it was no no seasoning. And England's and I'm looking. Yeah, England's the worst for it. They're the the blandest of the bland. I'm looking at other people's plates, and I'm like, is it is it just me? Like did, did they had the wrong chef back there? And I'm looking, at them, I don't see no seasoning. Yeah, London definitely definitely. Man. I'm a big food guy. I can't I can't do that. Man. So yeah, I just they'll let you bring it. They'll let you bring your own seasoning though. Yeah, as long as it's not they'll open. Let that, Oh, all right. I'll take that back. I can do it then. I just got to bring my own seasoning. Yeah. It'd be good. What, what about when I run out, though? When I run out? Internet. Find an international. Get anything. There's got to be an international oh, yeah. store there somewhere. It just depends on how remote of an area in Italy you're playing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. So but the food is phenomenal. I, I, I spent time in Italy, and you will like that. All right. Yeah, so I'm about cool. to snake Aaron's question. He likes to ask about music every time. And he tells everyone he has old old dude music taste, but he's been adding all of the yeah. players' suggestions to his workout mix. Um, all right. I haven't heard anyone I don't know of this year. I think last year the only guy that gave me someone I didn't know of was Makai because he gave me some of those Maryland rappers that I've never heard of. But nah. I can't listen to that. Yeah. Uh, so, what do you got? Who Who's your recommendation for Aaron, uh, for Aaron's playlist? His workout playlist. Uh, I'm gonna be different though. Everybody give you rap rap music. Yeah. Is that, yeah. So, oh, I gotta be different. We can even tell you who be he's different. been given this year. Oh yeah, talk to me. Yeah, run it, run it down, Mike. Right, obviously, down. Chauncey yeah. gave him Young Boy. Yeah. Um, Little baby, little baby, a lot. We've heard little baby a lot. Um, mm-hmm. I think some. I mean, we always usually get, someone says Drake. Um, yeah, that was last year. Um, that was, but I feel like good. little baby and young boy have been almost every episode. They have, they have. I got Meek Mill. Oh from yeah, Ty. from Ty. From Ty. Yeah, yeah. I think that's it. Yeah, it's been a lot of. Yeah. You asked that? A lot of black Air Force Ones. Did you, yeah, Dev, <laughs> did you ask Dev? Exactly. Yeah. Dev, Dev gave me – Dev and Chauncey are listening to the same stuff. All right. So I got to be different. I'm not going to go rap. I'm going to go um, – first of all, I got to – I'm going to give a little intro to, to this person. I, in, my, in my opinion, I believe as a Texas native that this person is the most talented 
artist to ever come through Texas, um, right in the heart of Dallas, uh, Erica Badu. Um, you know what I'm saying? She got like, it's 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 different, you know, it's different. It's, I ain't want to give you rap because, you know, y'all know me by now, you know what I mean? I got to separate myself. So go check out Erica Badu, uh, the Baduism album. And and she has an incredible voice, you know what I mean? She talks about a lot of, you know, controversy and stuff like that that goes on in the world. And yeah, I enjoy music. I like to listen to it. I actually had her poster uh, in there last year, that same album I'm talking about. Have you seen her live? No, I haven't. I haven't. I ain't, uh, she kind of moves a little militant. Um, yeah. she, she, she don't, she don't really be even in Dallas like that. So, and then she kind of goes away for a while. So but she's, a, she's a different, she's a different type of person, but she makes good music though. Oh so. yeah. I've seen her twice. The only thing you needed to know, if you ever go to see her in concert, be prepared to wait. Cause she does not, she shows up on her schedule and no one else's. Oh, you've seen it. You've seen a lot. Yeah. She's amazing. She's amazing. But she's- you have to? You have to? Oh okay. no, I haven't. Mike, but Mike's seen her twice. Okay. Do you have you listened to her though? I have, but if there's only one song, if I if if you were gonna pick out one song, oh, what's I the first you. the one I listen to first? Once I would say I, I'm a I'm a beat you to, I'm gonna say on and on. Just cause like that's everybody knows on and on. You know what I'm saying? Um but give me one second. Give me, give me one second. Let me let me go through this some search. I'm gonna do some searching for you real quick. Just cause you know, on and on is kind of uh, everybody kind of knows that. Like you may have even heard that before. Uh, yeah, I mean, 185 million people have listened to that on Spotify, so that is a popular song. Yeah, I got you. I got you. Bear with me. It's called Drama. Okay, oh, Drama. Yeah, that's a hit. You're right about her going away. I don't think she hadn't dropped an album since 2015, huh? Oh, yeah, yeah. She she doesn't have to. She's off the grid. And I'll I'll give you art. I was trying to think about it. She did a feature on the Roots album, Things Fall Apart. The song is You Got Me. The Roots and Erica Badu. I mean, Uh it's just just a great combination, but I I would go with, with that song. Okay, so you got two good suggestions right there. All right, I'm ready. I might not even wait to listen. I'm probably gonna listen to this tonight. Exactly. I just go ahead Gentlemen. and put all the. Wait, did you have you listened to the other guy's suggestions? Oh yeah, I I listen to all of them, and they're usually okay. it's because I'm saying I got like I have a lift tomorrow. I got a heavy lift tomorrow morning, so it's like who's gonna get me hype? Oh. Okay. So I put in, and I mean some of them, I'm about to throw something through my garage door. <laughs> ready to go. I will tell you, she's more soothing. Like it, it's settling. You know what I mean? It's it's very relaxing. It's very like post work. You know, you're gonna be doing your reps. It's gonna be, it's gonna be, it's gonna be. You know, it's just gonna feel effortless because it's so soothing. Yeah, so that's my pitch. And I, I gave him laughter last week because I need to add some variety to his mix. I added ski mask to his to his list. Ski mask. Oh, I ain't, I ain't heard of ski mask since like middle school. Hey, but I think it was his album like 2018, 2019. It is hype. Like, if you're trying to yeah, he lift makes heavy, that type, he makes that type of music. Yeah. yeah. He's intense. Yeah. A little too intense for me. All right. Well, email, we really do thank you for joining us tonight. Uh, let us know 
I mean, I know this has been a tough season for the team, uh, given all that's occurred. And you guys haven't performed at the way, the level that you guys are used to. Um, but we know you're capable. We've seen it at times. And the more you play, obviously, the better the team ball gets. Let us know where you think this team can be at conference tournament time and what will it take for you guys to get there? Um, like you said, uh, we we haven't played, or at least consistently, our best brand of basketball. Uh, but, you know, I believe that this team is trending in the right direction. Uh, I think by time by time we, we hit maybe a game or two before the, the tournament that we would be um, pushing towards our peak. Um, and, and that that could be a good sign for us and, and a big momentum shifter going into the tournament. And uh, you guys know how this works. Um, there's, there's guys with terrible records who go in a tournament and make a lot of noise. There's guys with great records who go in a tournament and don't do anything. So I, I, I try to preach to these guys that it's not the end. You know what I mean? It's not end-all, be-all. So once we get to that tournament, man it, – it's going to be a different intensity. And I need everybody to understand that what we're doing now will benefit us in the later. We may not have the wins that we want, but if we keep putting the work in, we could see that pay off uh, later down the line. So, Well, that's awesome, Emo. You know that we're in your corner. You know that Monarch Nation is. I mean, we're leading the league in attendance still, regardless mm-hmm. of how things have gone so far. So we, we're definitely going to be there for you. Do you have a parting message for Monarch Nation? Man, show up. Uh, be loud. Be rowdy like y'all always are. You know, we don't take that for granted. You know, every day y'all, every game day y'all show up, um, y'all give us y'all best effort. And, you know, and in return, we'll try to do the same. All right. Thank you so much again, Emo. We really do appreciate it. Best of luck the rest of the way. And go Monarch.